Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 28. Uh, no quirky intro this time, nothing uh, super cheeky, tongue-in-cheek to say, I guess. Yeah, that it's, t- it's just wild to me, 28. I've shown up to something for more than half a year. Exactly. What is this? And I, I, I guess that means our punctual guests or guests or hosts for the day are Chris and... Savannah. See, that that part of the introduction relies completely on what we say prior to that point. <laughs> I had nothing to go on. It's like, oh, crap. Excellent. But yes, it is us, as it is always us, and thank you for joining us on today's episode. We hope you enjoy what you see going forward. If you do like what you see, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share, rate, follow. Don't follow us too closely, but follow us online. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, do that, and of course, our socials, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of our audio platforms. Do all of that because we are trying to build a com- musical community and we want you to be a part of it. Brick, bye, brick. Yes, bye, brick, please. Bye, brick. I can just keep I need doing f- miming. <laughs> I need friends. And from the last time I said that, uh, I have not gained any. So, I mean, I'm looking at you guys. But uh, oh, let, let's unveil the curtain a little bit because I will say that when it comes to the singles reviews, yours are highly more viewed than mine are. So, you must be getting friends in some places. They're my hot shit takes, is what it is. Well, people love your hot shit take mushrooms then. <laughs> that, was a, that was a bad joke. Anyway, yes, uh, we are trying to build a musical community. I just got that. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. Uh, no, no, don't even worry about it. It's fine. Okay, who, continue on. I'm so stupid. Who t- takes shit take and shiitake? It's fine. It doesn't really matter. Anyways, yes, musical community building. If you like this, then you'll definitely want to be a part of it. You could do that. And also, we have the Kofi page you could donate to. Kofi.com slash rate the record down in the description below of your audio or video platform. If you want to donate financially, completely optional. All the content is still free. Just another option in which to do so. Yay. I you gonna survive? That, I, no, I still find that very funny. <laughs> I was say you look a little misty-eyed, so I think it's like making you cry at this point. <laughs> I'm trying my hardest. Oh my god, I'm sorry. You're that was uh, that was the worst kind of joke that just makes me laugh and laugh because it's so bad, but it's so good. <laughs> well, just because no. you hear it, and then you're just sitting there like, what does that mean? What don't mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like just, just crash into the wall. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, the it's, light- it's all good. The lightning bulb lit, and then it crashed on my head. I can't tell you how many times it's happened to me in the past, so don't even <laughs> worry about it. All right. But yes, today's show, episode 28. Today is a listener request episode. Ooh. Boom, we finally got back to another one of these. It's been almost 10 episodes. Again, we're, oh. that's not going to be the next couple of though. Uh, the next three that are coming up are like, one, uh, request me, request Savannah, request other album I can't remember. Woo! But regardless, yes, we have a string of them coming up. Today is the first of the three big ones that we have coming, and it's uh, The Grapes of Wrath. That's the album, and the album is called Now and Again. Uh, you, yeah, you can see it on Savannah's shirt. For the uh, video viewers, audio listeners, she's wearing a Grapes of Wrath shirt. Yeah. So that means at least we have one uh, at least decent fan here for the band. Yes. I hadn't Heck listened to yes. this album before today, so that was me. And, and look... And I'm showing the CD. Exactly. Because I, I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> As did I, but that was definitely not my collection. I was too busy listening <laughs> to corn. <laughs> anyway, 
Just before we get a little too far too far into this, we do have a disclaimer that we like to read at the beginning of each podcast to make sure that we're all cool with things. We're on this all same level of things and we're not being dicks. And even if we disagree, we're fine with just having, you know, a mature discussion about things or mature in quotations. The disclaimer is as follows. The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album is strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun, discussing, and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Yay. Nice. Cleaner this re- time. No podcast like last week. <laughs> I realize that every time you say grain of salt and I'm throwing salt at the camera, I'm getting salt in your eyes. I am so sorry, everyone. And meanwhile, I'm, I'm so just showing sorry. it with my eye. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, I I am a terrible human. See, now we need the asthma for the audio listeners so that, like, just throw it, like, salt into the microphone. You just hear that little... <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then, and then it's just a behind-the-scenes shot of how much salt is all over our desks. Yeah, after 28 episodes, we don't clean any of the salt, so it's just starting to pile up, getting ants, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Gross. But yes, episode 28, The Grapes of Wrath, uh, the the album now and again, I keep, God, my, I just keep blanking on the name. But anyways, that's the album that we're doing today. It was requested. Using the request form we also have down in the description below and on our link tree, so if you want an album requested, by all means, fill it out. And trust me, we will definitely take a look at it. We will consider it for down the road. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll maybe try to let you know if we can. We haven't let the other people know that we're doing it, but I, they're coming. They are. They are. They're in the schedule. Maybe we should contact the people back after we decide to do an album. Just like, hey, we'll do this. We're going to get to it. Just hold your horses. Or just the day before it's released. Hey, it's coming out tomorrow. Yay, surprise. Yeah, some Happy quick Happy email at like 6 a.m. <laughs> check, check out the premiere in three hours. Exactly. <coughs> All right, so if you don't know who Grapes of Wrath is, no worries, Savannah's got you covered to let you a little <clears> bit <throat> about let you know a little bit about the band and the album. I need to stop talking for a minute. All right. The Grapes of Wrath were formed in Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada in 1983 by brothers Chris and Tom Hooper, drums and bass respectively, and Kevin Kane on guitar. Vincent Jones on keyboards would be added as an official member in or by 1989, but the Grapes, which I shall refer to them going forward, released their debut album, September Bowl of Green, in 1985, only two years after officially forming. After releasing a Tom Cochran-produced breakthrough album in 1987, they released Now and Again in 1989. By 1992, the Grapes had released one more album, and due to creative differences, Kevin Kane left the band, and the remaining members continued on as Ginger, which I have their signed album as well. For the video viewers. (laughs) (laughs) Many reunions have taken place throughout the years, none of which have involved keyboardist Vincent Jones. The Grapes of Wrath, as of recording, are still still together playing shows, now and again wink okay so you did the pun this time i don't have to do anything yeah no no no, i'm (laughs) well aware speaking of now and again was released on july 24th 1989 on network records and was recorded in a reportedly haunted mansion in woodstock new york produced by anton fear now and again has been certified platinum 
and is the Grapes of Wrath's most commercially successful album to date. Now, I don't know about official singles, but Wikipedia doesn't list any of them, and I didn't see any on their website, but all, all the things I wasn't, what was going through my head, and do you want to tell me all had music videos, and I'm pretty sure the aforementioned first two were singles, but don't quote me on that. Unfortunately, there's not too, too much information on that. Um, but all the things I wasn't was nominated for a Juno, which is pretty much a Canadian Grammy for single of the year in 1990. And that would be the only nomination they'd get for any album or song. Well, I mean, it was a hell of a song to get a nomination for then. Oh yeah. It's what less than three minutes. So, oh yeah. Good. It's like uh, two fit, whatever. We'll talk about that when we get there anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty short. <laughs> But they recorded in a haunted house, and they had a guy. What Alan Fear was his name? Yeah, that's it. Stop. An- An- Anton Fear. It's F E F I E R. It doesn't matter. It's pronounced Fear. That's enough. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that means we can finally get into the discussion portion of the podcast. You know, the longest portion of it. Okay. <laughs> it, I do. I do want to share a short little story about uh, sort of my history. I guess my interest in the band slightly sure do it. um so i remember going to a show in toronto in 2011 and i had stuck around till the end and i don't know why i started listening to them i think i heard a couple of their songs and i was like i really want to know who this is then i started listening to their whole stuff i kind of fixate on things that i enjoy Um, and so I went and I saw them in 2011. I stuck around and met them. That's when they signed my CD and stuff like that. Um, they literally told me that I was the youngest one at their show and I was 23 years old. Wow. (laughs) Uh, I also wore this shirt to a 5440 concert because I thought, you know, West Coast Canadian, I'm just not going to wear the band's shirt at the band's show. I didn't know that the singer bassist Tom Hooper plays keyboards for 5440 live. So every chance the band got, they pointed at me so he would see I was wearing their shirt because silly me was in the third row. (laughs) Well, to be fair, you didn't know, but I'm pretty sure he was flattered nonetheless. Oh, yeah. Well, he was taking cell phone video of the crowd and you could tell he's going across and dipping down at me and dipping down at me. I'm like, oh, my zoom, God. Zoom, zoom out. <laughs> and it was, it was one of those, like, I went to the concert alone. It was one of those, I really wish I could share that with somebody. But anytime somebody asks anything about it, I'm like, I have to tell you this story. It was, oh, it made me so excited. I loved it. It's always nice to have, like, a little uh, concert story. Like, you're not going to have a story for every concert you go to, but some of them, they have have entertaining stories. I have my own too. So yeah, awesome. Oh, oh very yeah. good. Very good. Heck yes. Okay, now we will get into discussing the album, The Grapes of Wrath, now and again. So song number one, the I guess the hit of the album, All the Things I Wasn't. Mm-hmm. You first, please. I went I did nothing but go first last week. You first. Fair. Uh I like the guitar riff. Um, to me, it sounds a lot harder than it probably is. So it kind of personally adds a little bit of mystique to, ooh, that sounds really nice. I like that. Um, when the first chorus comes in with the strings, I feel like it really emphasizes just the feeling, which 
kind of sounds pretty sad and somber, even if you're not listening to the lyrics. It's funny that you made the note about, uh, like, probably harder to play than it sounds on guitar, because I did make a note about, like, sounds like the kind of song you'd want to learn on guitar as if you were transferring to a more intermediate stage of playing. (laughs) Yeah. This definitely feels like one of those tracks that could probably pick up, like, once you're done learning, like, Iron Man and Smoke on the Water and stuff like that, and, like, you're trying to learn Stairway to Heaven, that then you can start picking up on this one. Yeah, and you're sitting around the campfire, and everyone's like, ooh, nice. Thank you for not playing Wonderwall. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah, they get louder cheers than that. I think you get a lot of people walking away from the fire. <laughs> That's not saying anything bad about Wonderwall. It's just the douchebags who always feel the need to play it out of nowhere. But anyways, that's a rant for another day. Anyways, uh, here's Wonderwall. Yes, great riff to open the track for all the things I wasn't and not Wonderwall. Uh, yeah, the finger-picked melody, really pretty. I really enjoy it. It's memorable enough without, like, overcomplicating, so it's not too hard to, to remember and or forget, I guess. Uh, the softness of the voice is really fitting in this song, so that was really nice to hear. The mood is set very well. Uh, the harmonies of the strings and the vocals are in like the chorus specifically, I guess, are done mm-hmm. so well, as you mentioned them already. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the strings are a really good standout as they really do fit out. Like, they fill out the soundscape of the chorus really well because like in the verses, it just being like the guitar and the singing, it's just it's very like bare bones, plain right singing to you like passionate type thing and mm-hmm. then the strings just kind of come in behind it and fill out the entire space so I thought that was really good nice touch to do that and yeah being under two and a half minutes I actually wrote that down too so unlike last time when I couldn't remember <laughs> I, I'm gonna read this like verbatim right off my sheet here I'm conflicted to whether or not it was this was the appropriate length of song the prose it made good use of its time it didn't spend too much time on one area or another it got its point out really well without adding unnecessary portions but the con is that I really liked what I was hearing so my brain told me I wanted more yeah. though I feel like one more verse and chorus thing would have been bordering on o- overkill at that point yeah so I guess I'm more leaning towards good length, and but there's still that tiny part of me that's just like, maybe a little more. Yeah, so then you just put it on repeat, and you're like, ah, yes. As if I haven't <laughs> done that before. But I think overall as a track, it fits just the way it is with the length that it is, so I would yeah. much rather just kind of leave it at that. It definitely feels like he was sitting in a room alone on the other side of the house during an argument, and he's just writing it while he's trying to cool himself down. Didn't the music video have, like, everyone in, like, separate rooms and everything like that? Yeah, and then the camera's just, like, panning to each one. I've seen the video, like, once, and it wasn't too long ago, so I kind of remember it. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to song two, then. What was going through my head? Um, So... Oh, I do just want to make a point, uh, just because I didn't mention this at the beginning. Uh, If anyone is listening to this album along with us, which you should, it's great. um, There are two different voices that you will hear. um, Kevin on guitar and Tom on bass, they share singing. So when you hear different voices, that's why. Yeah, I definitely noticed that once or twice throughout the album. I'm just like, hey, this guy sounds a little better than this guy. I don't know. I definitely have my preference. And I don't know who's who, but I'm just going to go say, yes, <laughs> that particular guy. I like that one point. Just p- bring up anything you want. Excellent. But yeah, um, I do love the the rich sound that started out this track. It's either a 12-string guitar or it's like a very heavily coarse-affected guitar. Regardless, uh-huh. it has a great tone. I really like it. 
Um, this is very much a singer-songwriter type of song. The composition, the harmonies, it's the kind of track that I can actually see two people like sitting down and taking their time with, like messing around with a guitar and maybe some like vocal patterns or like lyrics yeah. or something like that. Like just two guys in a room just trying to write a track. This is the kind of, out of all the songs on this album, this is the one I could see it happening to. Um, there's a, a constant feeling of like building throughout the entire first minute and a half of the song. Like it starts quiet, but like, Every, like, eight bars or so, it feels like something's being added, and it's building and building and building. Uh, so I thought that build, that building was, like, creating a lot of intrigue. But the end kind of left a lot to be desired because, I mean, like, it climbed a hill, it went down, came back up a little bit, but then just plateaued and left. Uh, so I yeah. for, like, more of a grand finish, but it felt lackluster. So I don't know. I do like how the song ends with the, uh, I guess, verse chorus. Cause like, I feel the verse sort of blends in with the chorus because they end the verse with what was going through my head. So it's kind of, I don't know, for me, it was a little hard to discern, but at the end where they're just sort of doing the vocal melody, but do, do, and then just kind of vocalizing over it. That was nice. Um, but yeah, like, them leaving on the the doo 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 and then you're just hanging there and then it ends and you're like can i come down now <laughs> miss Ophama horse i'd like yeah. to get down now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just like oh, i'm like stuck up here so i definitely know what you mean with that um uh speaking of of vocals like i had mentioned um this one uh tom hooper sings uh i find he has a a little deeper sort of, I don't know, a more filled out voice. And I prefer that. Um, so this being the first one on the album, maybe a little biased, but I like it. Point one point ahead for that reason. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like you had mentioned about the, the previous song, I find that the strings in this one sort of give it a, a larger, it takes up a larger space as well. And uh, I don't know if it's just strings in general that I'm learning sort of do that but i'm really enjoying how much it adds bulk to it it's like fiber i love it <laughs> as long as there's more than one one of like whatever's happening be it like a you know violin viola contrabass whatever the hell yeah. is being played cello yeah whenever you have more than one of something like be it like violin viola cello contrabass if you have more than one of them playing at a time then chances are it's going to fill out that soundscape really easily. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, if you just have the one, it's more of like you know country folk stuff. You might hear a violin <laughs> or a fiddle in the background. Yeah. No, you need like a you need like a whole chorus of them type thing. Yeah, I'm learning that I actually I really like that. It's it adds more than it detracts, and I I like that. I'm learning something. <laughs> yeah, d depending on where you put yes. it in, I guess. Like, yeah. it's not going to fit everywhere, but yes, it can work very well. Yeah, I, I liked it in this song. And um, like I said about the, the verse and chorus, to me sort of said, sounded a little blended together, which may contribute to the fact that this is just over two and a half minutes, yeah. another short one. Um, but I, I actually like that. I like sort of throwing in the song title at the end of the verse rather than building the chorus around it. it yeah. It's something different that I don't hear very often. I suppose, but the the note about it, like things kind of blending the verse and chorus, kind of blending in with each other, that I feel like that happens more than once in this album, and it gets a little tiresome. But yeah. I'm pretty sure I'll bring that up when it happens. Well, with the first song, you know, we're still riding on the jolly, so we'll see how it goes. 
We will see, I guess. <laughs> well, we can see with song number three now. Do you want to tell me? And do you want to tell me what you think about this song, Savannah? Uh, yes. Anyway. Okay, so I find this song beyond catchy, although this may be my 20,000th time hearing it. Um, now, like I've said many, many a show, and I literally have no intentions on learning anything aside, like learning anything, you know, uh, what does this guitar pedal sound like or whatnot. So I don't know if it's delay that's at the beginning of this, but I'm into it. I like it. Um, it's nice that the intro riff is used again between the chorus and the following verse. And it's not the base of the basis of the song because I feel like it would get stale and annoying really quickly. So the fact that they touch upon it in between is nice. It's kind of like, I don't know, like a commercial between TV shows. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I like that. That was pretty cool. Um, well, I noted that this was the first song when we finally truly get that alternative sound on this album, considering that they're like an alt-rock type band, late 80s, early yeah. 90s type thing. Uh, so this is the first track where that finally stood out. It was like stood out, I should say, and I was just like, ah, yes, finally. Let's see where this is going to lead us now. Will this lead us into the 90s? Because it was 1989. But anyway, <laughs> um, I feel like everything was mixed like really loud on this, uh, yeah. with the exception of the bass. Uh, like... It sounded like it was like quietly singing along in the background while everyone else was like right there at the mic. Yeah. So I don't know. It was it bothered me a little bit. I was just like, you mix everything loud enough, but then you had to like push that back. Why'd you have to do that? This isn't Metallica. This isn't Injustice for All. <laughs> um, there are these like organs. Like there's there's an organ in the background, like pretty much the entire song. But these like little stabs that they have every once in a while, and, like these quick trilling notes and everything like that. I thought that was a nice touch to add in the verses. Um, aside from that, it kind of just gets buried in the mix. So sometimes you don't even know you're hearing organ because it's so quiet or just behind you somewhere. So mm -hmm. I don't know. That bothered me too. There was a lot that bothered me about the mix of this song in particular. Um, the verses were far more exciting though than the choruses. Uh, cause like the yeah. choruses kind of felt a little irritating to me. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah. It, this is going to feel weird to say because I don't know how else to describe it, but it kind of like lightened up the mood a little bit, um, which kind of cuts back on the energy as the whole because I feel like the verse, it was like, I don't know, pressing forward with something a little more energetic, but then the, the chorus kind of brought that back and I was like, oh, that's not, that's not fun. Yeah. Don't stop me now. I'm hyper. <laughs> I, I feel like the verses definitely have like a, a vocal tempo that the chorus sort of jerks back on and sort of pulls the brakes. It's like, no, no, stop singing so fast. So yeah, it kind of cuts it a little. And also too, um, it, it's weird because like there's a guitar solo at the end of the song and it sounds fine. I mean, like, I do like that nice slide style tone of the, the solo, yeah. but it's weird. I'm having like an opposite effect here because you have this clean tone on top of like rhythmic distorted guitars in the background I didn't think that fits so well, but meanwhile, the distorted solo goes over top of clean guitars, I think it fits. Mm -hmm. And this one, it just didn't sit so well with me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being picky, but just when I heard him, like, I like the tone. It's just too bad everything else that's happening right now. Yeah. Um, I did not feel that way, and I enjoyed the, see, I know this one, the lap steel at the end. 
There you go. And I, I did say, like, slide type. It's yeah. it's all more or less the same thing. Slide guitar, steel, slide steel, or whatever. For someone who knows absolutely nothing, self-proclaimed, I'm just very glad that I've seen the music video a million times to know that it's a lap steel. <laughs> well, and I'm pretty sure you've listened to a lot of different music, too, where you're just, like, you keep hearing it, and then you'll eventually read, like, the liner notes. Oh, that says lap steel for that. Okay, that must be what it is. Yeah, and then in one ear, out the, in one eye, and out the other. That's a really cool visual in my head. But anyway, <laughs> just processing and deprocessing information all at once. All right. So song number four, The Most. Uh, so I felt like with this song, there were like small things that actually worked for it, I guess. Uh, like you have these like these pianos. They added some really nice color to the rhythm and everything. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, the tambourine and the chorus, that actually worked really well. I'm glad that they, they added it in because it really matched well with the pacing. So... Good job in adding that. It's not that I always pick on the tambourine, but sometimes I just feel like it's not needed, but this time it was. Nice. Um, there were, like, swelling vocal harmonies in the chorus, too, and I thought that was, like, another good touch to have. I like how they just kind of come and go, and they're not really overstaying their welcome, so I was really appreciative of that, too. Like, this is kind of the point, too. Well, I, I didn't realize that this is the point in the album where I'm trying to find as many nice things to say as I can. Because as I'm not going to spoil too much, but as I go forward, some things started to feel like the same moving forward. So uh -huh. at this point, I'm still trying to say many nice things, but you'll notice as my notes go on, they'll start changing <laughs> up a bit. Overall, the song isn't all that remarkable. There you go. I just wanted to lead in with that. Uh, it feels like some fairly standard alternative and pop rock type affair. But other than that, I mean, it had its moments. So plus for that, I guess. Um, okay, so I kind of can relate to some of what you just said, uh, especially regarding, uh, I guess, the review going forward. Um, now, regarding the song itself, I guess, um, I did write that I could grocery shop to this. Like, I just, okay, in I all honesty. That's good or not. Okay, in all honesty, that's how I started listening to them to begin with. I heard two songs from their 1991 album, which, side note, is my favorite one. But I heard those while I was grocery shopping as a kid and then heard it again as an adult. And I'm like, oh, I love this song. Who is this? Thus, this began. But so I guess maybe it's just more of a, a personal ridiculousness. Um, I do find that the drums have this flair to them that is not overwhelming or like intrusive but it's interesting enough, I guess. I don't know, just sort of, you know, extra hits on the hi-hat or something over here, something over there, but it's not obnoxious. And I like that. Um, I appreciate the piano in it. And I feel like the song would kind of feel empty without it. Yeah. And I, I've never really been like a piano fan. Like, keyboards yeah because you can kind of modulate and sound like different things and stuff like that or program them but like the actual just straight up piano sound i'm like this is not that bad okay so now i got a couple other things um i i was having a hard time reviewing this so far because i felt like i didn't really know what to say um and if you've listened to, to this before, and Chris, I've told you that I just write my thoughts as I listen to the song. So that was my third note. So I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, 
I I did used to think that the vocal melody in the chorus was weird and awkward, but now I'm finding it sort of getting stuck in my head when I listen to the song. So it definitely grew on me like a wart, so just won't go away. Um, and I feel like a lot of what I want to say going forward is kind of like an umbrella comment on the whole album or the band itself where it's like this applies to everything or the band is good umbrella comment so that's um, do you want to just say this yeah. one umbrella comment for the rest of the podcast and end it here then because I, I i feel like i might be on the same page here um i feel that may be unfair to our requester so i i yes. would like to continue on but yeah it's to me it's definitely a a put on in the car and just drive song you know what i mean it's not like a yeah. sit there and read the liner notes this the isn't the album not song yeah album. it's not the, the kind of album to review properly despite the fact we just had to do that today yeah yeah it was a little it just kind of like mindlessly have it on in the background just enjoy what you're hearing yeah and then three songs later you're like oh shit <laughs> i was supposed to be listening to that yeah yeah exactly yeah, it's it's gonna be a little weird going forward. Uh, I'm I try not to repeat myself in my notes, but sometimes you just have to in order to say something. And yeah. I, I want to make it clear too. Like I know it sounds like I'm completely shitting on this album. Uh, there are some good tracks coming up and everything like that. There are tracks I really like, and I mean there are some really good moments on this album altogether. So I just want to let everyone know, like this isn't like a, a Brooks and Dunn situation where I'm just like, here's the next one, here's the next one. Oh God, we're done. Thank you. There's some songs in there that I liked. You did because you uh, rated it a lot higher than me. <laughs> yeah, I did. Quite obvious. <laughs> when we were doing Brooks and Dunn, I was saying to myself, song number five, I'm gone. Oh, there God. you go. That was kind of a bad transition pun, but I did it anyways. I was just thinking, oh, there was a song on the, I looked down at my notes. Oh, God, he's making a stupid pun again. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thank I'm calling you. it stupid. You can go first this time. <laughs> okay. Punished. So. Beginning of this song, I hear a piano and an organ. Is that like a bi-level keyboard thing? Can you do Very, like organ key, like organ piano? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, you could probably have two synthesizers stacked. I mean, you could have them yeah. next to each other. I mean, because I've, so I've some, seen it like one whole like wooden case where it looks like a piano, but there's two. Yeah, I mean, d different models can do that. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like the intensity that the electric guitar brings over the acoustic guitar. And I I always enjoy when the guitar and the drums hit a note at the same time. When it's like at the end of a line or something, it always adds that sort of emphasis and that punch to it. I a bit like of an that. accent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always enjoy that. It's, I don't know, it just makes me go, whew, I like that. Yay. <laughs> small, small kid clap. As long as it gets you excited, that's all that matters. Yes. Perfect song, I guess. Uh, for me, anyways, uh, I thought this immediately felt like a, a slowed-down continuation of the previous track. Yeah. Like, it just kind of blended in, and I was like, huh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this one, then if this is just like an extension. Um, the acoustic melody and the verses were a nice addition, I guess. Uh, it gives the song a, a little more character, so it at least had that running for it. Uh, the addition of the distorted guitar was a good choice, so I also agree with that, too. I enjoyed that. Uh, it was a little heavy in the mix at times, though, and so I kind of kept taking note of that. Like, it wasn't all the time. It felt like it was either 
at some points too loud, and then not that it got too quiet, but at least pulled back. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just me. Maybe I'm just too sensitive to it. I don't know. Uh, but it definitely added a feel. I should kind of emphasize on this point a little bit because uh, this this whole song kind of felt like uh, it felt like this song had like a feeling of longing to it. I guess like just the way like even not even going by lyrics, just like the way that the composition is, felt like there was like a, a feeling of longing musically, and then the distorted guitar on top of that kind of added a feeling of desperation on top of it, so it's like a section of this longing that you have, like, it gets to the desperation point. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really cool, just obviously added, like, more emotion to what was already being, like, given out, so I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, but again, nothing really too outstanding about this track other than that, but I did still enjoy it for the most part, like, more than the previous one, so at least yeah. it had that going for it. That's good. Um... So, with your comment about uh, the bass seeming a little quiet, I definitely felt that in this song. Um, I wish I could hear more of it throughout. I hear it during the bridge solo and the intro, but during the verse chorus, I could feel it, but I couldn't hear a damn thing, and I was very slightly disappointing. Um, And I found this song very (laughs) chorus-heavy. Like, they're just, it felt like... There were so many. I didn't count, but there were just far too many choruses. I'm not certain, but there's some songs on this album where, like, I couldn't tell where the chorus would begin or and or end, just yeah. because of the way everything kind of blended. You don't know where one part. Actually, there's probably a note I have coming up not too far from now, where it's just like, is this the chorus? Is this like a bridge? Like, what am I listening to right now? I honestly don't know. Yeah. Well, I think they. Uh, they're kind of classified like uh, alongside alternative rock. I guess they're kind of folky rock too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So maybe that's sort of the uh, the influence of the the ramble on. <laughs> I, I guess I would consider it like a, a city folk type thing. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely an Animal Crossing reference right there. But regardless, yeah, like because it doesn't feel like a country folk or anything like that, uh, which you know, obviously. Uh, has more of a, like a, a twang to it like it's hard to explain but you know what I mean yeah uh, yeah whereas this one feels like it was made for like the city the alternative field but yeah it still has like a folky kind of touch to its writing yeah maybe that's why some of this started to bother me after a while I don't know yeah it's hard to say well we can see uh, how we feel moving on as we get to the halfway point of this album okay we can't see how we feel if we're blind Good, I'm not the only one making puns today. Yay! <laughs> as soon as you said C, I'm like, all right, there it is, got a bite. <laughs> yeah, might as well just drop the lure in, take a bite eventually. <laughs> song number six, Blind by Corn. Okay, so Blind by Corn. No, oh, wait, wrong song, shit. Wrong Anyways, song. Wrong album, wrong song, wrong band, wrong genre, wrong, wrong period of year. time. Uh, everything. But yes, okay, so. It seems like uh, the tracks that have more to offer uh, usually have more of, like, the acoustic melody and, like, the finger-picking stuff stand out a lot more than the other tracks. Uh Um, I instantly liked the melody of this song, along with the bass partnering uh, with the acoustic. I thought that was a nice touch to start out the entire thing. It sounds really pretty. Um, okay, yeah, here's a thing where I didn't know where the chorus begins or ends. The la-la portion that was either part of the chorus or some small bridge was still really great, though. I, I did enjoy it. Like, 
even with like not much going on in this track, another minimal one, kind of like uh, all the things I wasn't was like a minimal type track. Yeah. Uh, this part seemed to be like luscious with harmony and like soft atmospheric flowing, like just kind of pushing the song through and everything like that. It gives a nice, sen- I wrote down specifically, gives a nice sensation of floating when you close your eyes. Nice. So I thought that was song, uh, the song was really pretty for st- thing, uh, things like that, unlike my speech patterns. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there's also like a lot of auxiliary percussion used in this one too, I noticed, especially like in the last half of the track. Mm-hmm. Because I heard like some timpani in there somewhere. Uh, God, I don't even remember everything I heard, but it, like there was a lot, of, a lot of auxiliary going on. Made it feel very theatrical, so I thought that was kind of cool. That paired with uh, what I feel were like quiet occasional pizzicato strings happening as well. I could be wrong about that, but I could have sworn that I heard it. It was just really quiet. It worked out well to help build the scene in my head. So, yeah, not a bad song at all. I definitely agree with the... Sorry, I have to take a breath after talking so much. (laughs) I have to agree with the auxiliary percussion. I made a note note of that as well. I do like that the only percussion was really just sort of accented. It wasn't the main focus. That was really nice. Um, My first line was just, there's the bass I was looking for. So that was pleasant to hear after the last song. Um... It <laughs> it honestly never occurred to me that there was like barely any drums in this song until I actually had to listen to it critically. So like I say, at least once every show, I'm learning something and I'm actually paying attention to even things I've listened to a million times before. So that's very cool. good. Very good. <laughs> um, and I find that when the strings come in, it just kind of reminds me of like that really intense part of a drama film. Where it's just like you feel sort of like you should watch your back or it's just sort of it's I don't know, creeps up on you. And um, it did sound very dramatic, but I found that it was maybe a minute too long. I don't think the time bothered me so much. And I I don't know, I I just enjoyed what I heard, I guess, enough that I wasn't really counting or anything like that. But um, on the notes of the drums, too, or the lack of drums... It's funny because as the song was progressing through, I was just, I was quietly saying to myself in my head, like, I hope there are, like, there's no drums that kick in. Like, aside from the auxiliary, <laughs> that, that was fine. But I mean, like, no drum set. Yeah. I was just like, you got a good thing rolling. Please keep rolling with it. And it did. Thankfully, there was no drum. So, I mean, good to know when to drop off that point in the album when you don't need it. Because obviously, there's a lot more drums coming up. So, it's nice yeah. to have tracks like this. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's like a little little freshener, you know? kind of clean your palate a little drummers need a break you know yeah exactly. they're, they're the most active members live on stage so i mean like unless you have a lead singer who like sprints across stage and or picks fights like axel rose does yeah. i don't know <laughs> yeah like like you could literally just throw an octopus at a drum set and you're good essentially yeah, yeah. or use two octopuses to actually play the drums and just a big <laughs> sloppy wet noise <laughs> that is some what um some experimental stuff right there or they got like eight tentacles so you just put it between your two hands and like spin the octopus really fast between your arms and just all eight tentacles like do a like a blast beat on the drum <laughs> i was thinking of an octopus drumming not drumming with octopi but uh yeah yeah we can roll with that that's fine that's fine this, this goes to show you where my head is versus where yours are. We have, like, two very different ideas of what the hell would be really funny at a concert. Well, I wouldn't want to buy new drum heads because they got slime all over them. So well, then, I am cheap. 
Well, then you just use the octopus as the drum head and you beat your stick on it. <laughs> okay, I gotta stop. You know, you know, you know what? I I like you and I like this podcast, but I don't know if I want to stay. Mm-hmm. The next song title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just taking a minute to process that while I like swallow my anger. Now, now I know how you feel for like the last like six consecutive puns I've done over like the last th- two or three episodes. Yes. I yes. Mean, granted, when this podcast started, you were mainly the one like ripping them out, and I was just like, you need to actually quit this podcast before I fire you. Okay, <laughs> but I do, I do have to say, these song titles are not helping at all. They are just, they're just producing their own jokes. I can tell. Song number eight, but we'll get back to, th- we'll get to that one in a minute. Because we have to talk about song number seven first. Ah, I was just so looking fast. at my list. And I saw, I can tell. I was like, oh man, I, I, we're not talking about it yet, but I have to. Yeah. I mean, like, no, no, no. That That's not the way it is. And it's just, just talking mm-hmm. in song, song titles. I, I like how I laugh at my own, but then I get pissed when you do one. Only I make the <laughs> shit puns. All right, song number seven, stay. We got we got to do this eventually. Yes. <laughs> All right. So it started. I wrote, I'm going to read this as exactly as I wrote it. Starting to feel a little like some of the other tracks, but the vocals. Okay, I completely wrote that note wrong, so it's okay. I'm going to improvise as I go now. <laughs> yeah, drugs are a harmful thing, kids. This song immediately made me kind of feel like uh, this would fit in some sort of early 90s rom-com. <laughs> this would be, yeah. this would be the uh, song that plays during a montage of a guy driving around his city trying to forget about a girl, but then goofy shit keeps happening to remind him of her. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, no. Like I feel like I've probably heard this in a goofy, stupid 90s rom-com or something oh like that. God. Like It kind of reminded me, like, I don't know if anyone or you specifically have seen um, So I Married an Axe Murderer with Mike Myers. Oh, I know that I have, but I can't recall any at the moment. Extremely 90s playlisted, like, uh, like for that entire movie. And I feel like this song would have fit in right at home on it. So, I don't know. That's, what it, that's why it got me thinking that in my head. Um, there's also the acoustic pairing off with, like, the electric guitar. It, that really made for, like, an excellent tag team in a, a style... Especially in this kind of style that the track can pull off really well. I'm just trying to decipher my first note. I don't think I was actually looking at the page when I was typing. So <laughs> I think my brain just shut off as I was just doing this, like, pantomiming typing for the audio listeners. But, yeah, this is definitely the kind of track to fill, like, space on an album, though. I wasn't all that fond of it. I mean, it sounds good, I guess, but it didn't add much to the overall picture. So, mm-hmm. mm. Okay, well, I disagree. Um, I felt like the drums had like this delayed feeling where the snare hit is later than I would have assumed. So it kind of gave me that little bit of anticipation. And I always enjoy that, whether it's this song or any other ones that I have crudely tried to explain that about. Um, I was so into this the first two times I had to listen to it twice again to actually listen to it because, um, you know what, we're halfway through the album. I like this song. Um, like, like you said, the combo of acoustic guitar and electric just sort of ramp it up. The drums really put an emphasis on that last drum of the guitar at the end. It just sort of... The, the end was a nicely sealed box ready to send off its 
didn't leave me wanting more. It capped it off. That was nice. Um, yeah, and my last note just says, maybe I like this song. Can you tell? <laughs> so. Well, at least one of us did. I mean, again, I didn't yeah. hate it, but just... It didn't do a whole lot for me. And by the way, I deciphered my first note here. Yeah. I, I was just mentioning that this song was starting to feel a lot like some of the others that I had already listened to on the album so far. Yeah. And then I said something about like, but the vo- the vocals do fit what's happening in this track, which I, I, I maybe it's just the singer himself because you said there's two different singers. Yeah. Maybe this is the one I like more. I honestly don't know. Pretty much whoever I think sang the first song is probably the better one. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'd have to like go through and like. I made note of all of them. So I, I knew you would. I I write down the times of the songs, like the duration, and I wrote down who sang what. Even though just listening to them, I can tell. But it's uh, yeah. Me, a relatively new listener to the band, uh, not really can't tell too much of a difference yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, I don't know how many more times I'm going to go back to this album, but maybe one day I'll finally learn. I really wish that we just stopped talking about uh, the different vocals when I said I can tell and then just go on to this song. But you already made the joke, so I couldn't do it a second time. (laughs) Exactly, because then people like groan and cringe even harder than they did the first time. Maybe maybe this is why everyone is just like, you know what? We're sick of their stupid, dumb jokes. We listen to this. Hell no. Uh, that, that's why when we ask people to like and subscribe, they're like, why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> it's like, that's a if great want, question. If I wanted to listen to stupid jokes, I'd just go to my dad's house. I'll go listen to Dane Cook. <laughs> oh, burn. Shit. It got really nailed uh, that fucking dummy. Uh, anyway. Dane Cook's dumb. <laughs> oh, and then Jeff Dunham. It's a double header. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? It's pretty bullshit. All Where's right. I. I- I'm going to poke my fingers in my eyes for sure. First you listen to a joke thief, and then you listen to a guy who uses puppets, and it's not even funny anyway. Regardless, number eight, I can tell. Next song on the album. This time you go first. I'm done going first (laughs) for at least another song. Uh, This is the bar band I want to hear when I'm drinking a beer and waiting for my nachos. That is how I felt when this song started, that I'm just sitting there and... This is the the band that you know is going to be there every Saturday playing just a couple originals, but mostly covers. I like that. I did like the song for that. Um, I, again, like I've mentioned a million times already, I still like the drum fills in this one. I will probably repeat that a couple more times. Um, during, I like that during the verses, the music takes a back seat until the end of a end of the line, and then it kind of comes back full force. So it just sort of, I, I don't, I can't really explain how I see that when I hear it, but it is, uh, audibly pleasing to me. Um, and the chorus sounds like a pre-chorus to me. It felt like it was like gonna lead up to something but then it rounded right back to the verse i'm like ah where'd you go (laughs) what's happening so i i did not appreciate that as much as i like the drum fills maybe that's where i got lost at a lot of points where i'm just like where is this course where is this verse where i felt that in like many of the songs because it just kind of flowed one of the uh, went into the other without too much of a difference um, this, this song had a really cool, uh, piano and bass groove that worked really well together, like going mostly in the beginning of the track, but I think it kind of went through the rest of the track as well, 
Or if I'm remembering correctly, it happened at the beginning and then it happened at the end. I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to it again. But regardless, it sounded really cool. There was an addition of an electric guitar to it as well. And uh, so I thought that was... That sounded really good, too. It was a great way to start the track. And so it got me, like, looking forward to this one a little bit. But unfortunately, the intrigue kind of wore off by the time the chorus rolled around. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was the priest chorus. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it was a bridge. Maybe I was, like, section C. I don't know. Yeah. It's an, it was really unfortunate seeing as like, you know, the energy and the volume are picked up at that point in the course. So you think I would like it a little more, but I liked what was happening before it. So I was like, I don't know, try, try to run a song with this, but then they didn't. The song started to feel like a little more bland as it continued to roll on too. Like I was trying to like, you know, pick things out of the air. I was like, oh, I like mm-hmm. this. I like this. But it got hard to do that after a while. It's just too bad that this song stayed a little too tightly in the lines, so to speak. Like, it didn't really take any chances. It didn't try to pull out at least something new and exciting. It was just another song that kind of started to blend like everything else. So wasn't feeling this one too much. Uh, I found the vocal melody in the bridge. Um, it was weird to me, and it kind of throws off the song a little. Uh, it doesn't last too long and we're back to the good stuff. So that was fine. But it's something that every listen I noticed, I'm like, I just I, not my thing. Um, but to piggyback on your comment, uh, it was a lot of the same things the whole time. It could have either done something different. It could have had a longer bridge with a small solo or it just could have been shorter. It just it felt like, you know, that that snowball is running down the hill it's just not get it's not getting any snow it's just it's just rolling down and that's it that's that's it that's another that's weird it. visual i yeah. like the idea of this ball that doesn't change consistency at all but it's supposed to be like it's supposed to because it's snow yeah and then at the end you're like the hell man like, <laughs> or like it's rolling down a snowy hill it gets a little bigger but then immediately hits a grassy patch some snow breaks off and then it goes through snow again another grassy patch it's like it's just going to be the same damn thing forever yeah, and you're you're watching it happen, but when it gets to you, you don't get any of the reward you just saw. You're like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, you just get the flakes that kind of fall at the bottom there. It's like, oh, that, that that's disappointing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of what I'm feeling about side B overall in this album. But I mean, there are still some tracks to go, so I might mm-hmm. like some, I might hate some. We'll see. Yeah. Although I don't know about hate. That's kind of a strong word for this album in particular, but. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Number nine, Not the Way It Is, is the next track. Um, good energy in this song. Uh, the tempo is much higher than the other tracks, so there's at least that going for it. But it still doesn't sound all that much different from the other tracks. We are still in blend mode here. You left the blender on, walked out of the room, and just <laughs> your, your yeah. smoothie is now just slush, whatever. It's not even good anymore. Yeah. Um, there is a decent guitar solo in the song, though, considering that there's not much of this kind of stuff on the album. Like, there are solos, but in this style, I guess, or at least the length of it or what it was offering, there wasn't a lot of it. So it mm-hmm. worked well here. I feel like being under three minutes made this song tolerable to me. Because yeah. I, I would have lost way more focus in this track if it went over three minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it stayed under it stayed sense. under three, so I was like, okay, you know what? I can live with this one. It it doesn't sound that bad. It but it's not too long, so I don't have to like sit here forever through it or what feels like forever. Mm-hmm. So I, I gave it points for that. I I do like the upbeat tempo. 
I am definitely a fan of these shorter sort of punchier songs because they really they don't bullshit. They just get to the point. It's like two two bars and then bam, vocals come in. There's just I like that a lot. Uh, it's great for my attention span or lack thereof. Um, now, I don't know if I'm just deaf or if I have state of the art headphones, but it kind of sounds like different tracks are mixed on different sides and it's kind of weird to me and I can't put my finger on why, where it's like, you'll hear like a couple symbols in one ear, but then different ones in the other ear. And it's just, I don't know. It, it doesn't give me that surrounded feeling that maybe they were going for. It just gives me like an awkward ASMR, like, please get out of my head feeling like I'd rather hear it on both because going sort of back and forth is strange to me. But like I said, maybe I'm deaf. Um, I like the melody of the song and the palm strumming, like like the palm mute strumming yeah. on the guitar. I like that. Um, I did write down that I wish it was longer somehow, but it's one of those vague sort of director's notes where it's like, make it longer. Well, how do we make it longer? What should we add? Just make it longer. You're the band. You figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know what I would add, what I would do anything but it's just i i really like the energy and i think i was just trying to suspend that a little longer yeah fair enough but as for me though i'm I'm glad it ended where it did i don't think it needed anything else or else again i would have yeah. just like my eyes would have crossed i would have started drooling and just <laughs> i would wake up three songs later like out of a daze and be like oh shit <laughs> i gotta yeah, go back yeah. yeah four days later oh boy <laughs> I, I miss recording the podcast. I just miss everything. Oh, no. Uh, no, that's fine. We can move on, though, because uh, good news. I did the other three songs. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. You came out of hiding. I don't even think I was hiding. This is funny. Song number 10, Hiding. <sighs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is where I felt like I was losing interest in the album as a whole. Uh-huh. Because once again blending like i could blend two hands together oh it's just one hand now that's weird it's actually two here though you wouldn't even notice anyways this (laughs) this track feels like a collection of inspiration from the softer works of tom petty and bob seeger i can i I definitely heard both in this song and i was just like okay that's fine whatever what else (laughs) i do have to say that one of my notes just says the way the chorus starts vocally makes me feel like this could be the intro to a 90s TGIF sitcom. So we've both made references to 90s television <laughs> at this point. So yeah, yeah. Are, are, we are in the same headspace somewhere on this. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with the Tom Petty, Bob Seeger part, but that's just me. A little bit, a little bit. Tom Petty, for sure, especially the, uh, the 90s stuff. And I, when I said Bob Seeger too, I meant like his like later stuff where like more like faster and heavier rock oriented stuff was kind of behind oh. him like we're talking like lack of rock like all that crap oh. against the wind but anyways I, I don't want to have to cover that song one day I really don't <laughs> um, there were certain points of this points of this track that I liked 
Uh, mainly when you heard like the tambourine kick in, for example, uh, those sections felt really fun to me. But uh, with that said, a track full of that wouldn't have worked either. Uh, maybe I'm just being pessimistic or something, but I feel like this track was probably doomed from the start. There just wasn't much for me to grab onto. Uh, not a lot of it was fun. And even the fun moments were just like, the sad part is that if there was more of this, I still wouldn't like it. Yeah. So it's just damned if you do, damned if you don't for this particular track. I find that the chorus is catchy. And I like how the music kind of complements the vocal structure and not only in this one, but in a couple others before this that I liked. Um, The instrumental break around two minutes is pretty solid. And I like the slower feel going back into the next verse. It didn't rush into anything. It just, it, I don't know. I like the, uh, the sort of slower feel. And I like that the keys play a big role in the song at the end, it gets a little squirrely when it sort of does its little outro solo thing. It kind of, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like a guitar solo where you're following like a, not closely, but I guess close enough to like the uh, the vocal melody or the sort of bass riff, the bulk of the song. And then they're like, oh, I have the stage now. And then they start just doing whatever guitar wankery they want. I kind of felt a little bit with that, with the uh, the keyboards. It comes back real quick, which is fine. But just sort of hearing that, I'm like, ooh, it sounds like he was just going to go for it. And someone was like, no. And then he's like, okay. And then goes back to what he was supposed to be playing. I swear I felt that on this album, I think maybe even uh, parts of the album we did last week too, the Kevin Gilbert one, where I was just like, certain parts, like there was a part in the Kevin Gilbert one where I was like, certain parts felt like they could have done more, but then it's like, no, they all stayed shy behind the curtain. None of them wanted to go like do the solo. Yeah. Like the the conductor like opened the curtains. He's like, stop it. And there was like, okay, fine. I'm plugging your mic. (laughs) I'm calling your mother. She's in the audience. Even better. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's moments like that on this album too. It's kind of sprinkled all over the place. Mm-hmm. But we can go on to the penultimate track. The time is here. And I I straight up said I'm honestly running out of things to say without repeating myself. A lot of this album feels like variations of itself. Yeah. Like this song was just another one of those things to me. And I said, the only real note I have after that is, again, the piano is well done. Glad it was given something of a solo portion. But other than yes. that, this song is just another ingredient in the perpetual soup that is this album. Mm-hmm. There's and a lot it, of grapes in this soup. Well, I was going to say, if anyone knows what a perpetual soup is, it's. I personally think it's a gross idea. But <laughs> that, that's what this album felt like to me. Perpetual soup is basically yeah. a, like a, a cauldron of soup that's been like cooking for a long time it'll get kind of empty but then people just add more ingredients over time and like it never empties it's just constantly always cooking it's called perpetual soup and it's like a medieval thing they did in japan i mean but regardless yeah that's what this album i had to use a perpetual soup reference i don't know why but i did that's a gross (laughs) idea i've never heard of that before gross um you first note first note okay and i I noticed that I'm, I'm laughing just right before I read a stupid line I wrote because just going forward, there are a lot of them. Um, you rhymed over with over. 
Oh, Why? I did that with Brooks and Dunn, okay? I, mm. I shit all over those rhyme schemes. Oh I, almost, I almost had a whole separate portion of the podcast just talking about the rhyming. <laughs> like, oh. it, was, it was just this one song, but, but for some reason, I don't hate it as much as I should, although by the third time, minus 0.25 points, because that was annoying by the third time. First time, ha, funny. Second time, endearing. Third time, shut up. Um, I am, I like you, I am enjoying these piano solos. Too bad we can never get a bass solo, but that's just a general gripe, not just for this album. Um, and I found it is moderately, if not definitely repetitive. On that note of a, a bass solo, maybe a little pre-hint for next week. Don't worry, got you covered. Wink. <laughs> I can't say too much more right now about it, but oh man, next week's going to be fun. But for now, we still got to talk about this album. But yeah, this just wasn't doing it for me in this track. Wasn't particularly fond of this one. So I was kind of happy that we're stepping into the final song now, number 12. But I guess we'll never know. But I guess we will because we're talking about it. I mean, we're going to have to find out eventually. There's a pun that makes sense at the very least. (laughs) Um, I just noted that, like, you know, you start the album on a nice kind of acoustic melody. Might as well end it on one, too. Yeah. it's tracks like this that makes me think that, you know, the run-of-the-mill alternative rock sound they had going through this album actually didn't help them help the album this much at all. It actually, if anything, kind of, like, maybe damaged it a bit, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. this track is nice. There's a lot more going for it, even not with, like, even though it has, like, less going on, I guess. It's more one of those minimal productions. Like, the strong suits are definitely these, like, quieter tracks that rely, like, a lot on harmonies, interesting melodies, and then the string additions come back in as well. The song felt very warm and very nice, so, like, I don't know. They have a strong suit in writing this kind of quieter, softer, definitely, like, I guess this is more of a folky kind of feeling music at this point. But, yeah, like, everything else that was, like, rock-oriented in this one, I've generally, like, talked down on. But when it comes to tracks like this, I actually really like ones like this, so... I'm kind of glad that the album sandwich is like good track, good track, boom, everything else between. Um, okay. Now I don't want to jump ahead too much. I, I know we're at the last song, but, um, you having said that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and make my album prediction for our matches. And I'm just going to go ahead and say zero. Um, I prefer the more rock oriented songs, uh, rather than these slower acoustic ones. But I mean, that's, kind of been evident for the last 27 shows we did prior to this so i mean not a surprise um i did make a note that it does feel like the album is ending how it started um okay so go listen to the intro to blind again it almost it is different i guess different keys or whatever but the pattern is very, very similar. So when I heard this one, I was like, hold on, I just heard this, had to go back. And I was like, yeah, they're very similar. And I found, find that it's kind of weird to be on the same album with the same sort of, I don't know, same sort of intro. It's just weird. Sound like there's a second, second track of the same ilk. Um, how dare you I, mention similarities, though, when every fucking song this album started to feel the same after a while. Now you mention it? Come yeah, on but, now. But this one was obvious. Um, oh, man, the I, other, those are other obvious ones. 
I wish that the music had changed more during the bridge rather than just adding strings to it because it made the vocal melody seem sort of strange and like it was a pre-recorded guitar track that they had just laid under everything and then just sort of built on that. Yeah, um, yeah that was weird. Uh, I found this one a little boring and I wasn't a fan of how it ended because when the background vocals came in at the end, I really enjoyed that. And I thought that maybe that would add a little bit of bulk. Then there would be another chorus afterwards with those background vocals to kind of beef it up and then end it there. But when the background vocals came in, it ended. And I was sort of disappointed with that. Well, at least one of us liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been apparent too in past episodes with like your preferences and then mine. It's like I'm always like a, I always have a soft spot for like the the sappier or quieter sounding songs and everything like that. So I'm like, get them off the album. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm just like, you shut your mouth or you're fired. How about? <laughs> I'm in a union. Not not that I would allow you to be in. But now we we are at the end of the episode. That is the 12 song album now and again by the Grapes of Wrath. So uh, thank you very much for joining us on this one. And if you liked it, make sure like, subscribe, comment, share, follow, rate, all that fun stuff. Let us know what you thought about the album and all the songs and everything like that. Because of course we want to know. That's part of having a music commentary podcast is giving commentary, and we want yours too. Yes, and the more that you like and subscribe on YouTube, then the faster we can get monetized and I can get my money back for this T-shirt that I bought solely for this show. Yeah, and eventually she'll give it to Value Village when she doesn't want it anymore, and then you can mm-hmm. buy it for two bucks. Yeah, and any pictures you have seen from 13 years ago of me wearing this shirt that wasn't me, it was someone else. You will literally go through an entire photo album and just like, cut out the face or like put another face on top of yours. I took a picture of it the day I bought it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was in 20, 2010, 2011. <laughs> All right, it's been a long time then. Ah, I'm old. But, yes, that was the song discussion portion mm-hmm. of the podcast. Now to part two where we rank the songs. Now, on our request forum, too, I'll mention this, although um, the person who requested this one uh, didn't do anything like this but on a request form when you're requesting an album there's an optional portion that tells us I mean that asks you tell us like how you would rank the songs how you would rate the record and everything like that and for the other two coming up I could tell you that the, the people who requested it actually did that so I will read that but just unfortunately the person who requested this one didn't do that so I can't like throw in their quote unquote canonical ratings I guess although it wouldn't be like part of like podcast history I guess I don't know yeah. but regardless just say, just saying if you request an album and you, you can rank the songs yourself too and by all means I will read them on air too and and they wanted to stay anonymous so we can't even shake their fist to their face well you just you just did it you literally just did yeah but they won't know take that listener yeah Your name avid is... listener first name <laughs> avid last name listener <laughs> <laughs> Listener, comma, avid. Just start calling them Al. There you go. Thank you, Al. Yeah, that, so that way... No, you, you have like have a genderless name. I don't know. We're not going to discuss that anyways. It's time to rank the songs. Yes. No more diverting. Let's. We, we can do this right now because above our heads, boom, the graphics have changed. There are names. There are numbers. But there's going to be even more words there momentarily as we add songs to those numbers. As per usual. 
So yeah, let's get this started then. Let's see what fell where. Oh yeah, by the way, I guess uh, you you said zero. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to wait until we got to this point to make this guess. Now I'm looking down at my list, and as you're talking about some songs, I'll like I'll either put a, like a check mark, an X, or a question mark, like of what I think will match. Yeah. Two question marks, and the rest are X's. Yeah. So questionable on my half. So potentially two, more than likely one, probably zero. I think our lists will be inverted. It might be. Yeah. It might I, be. I'm feeling it. I'm really feeling it. All right. So my song number 12, The Time Is Here. But I guess we'll never know. But I guess. Number nine, Hiding. Number nine? There's 12 tracks. Number 11, Hiding. <laughs> That's what I meant. Hiding. We got one. Oh, my dang. God. And I had that one marked as an X. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, no, that that wasn't my number nine. That was number eleven. I I don't know why I said nine. I think I was looking at the number nine <laughs> on the list here for some reason. Anyways, number ten, the most. Blind. And I'll just put corn next to that because oh, I God. for no reason at all. Number now actual for real number nine. I can tell, or but I can tell whatever it is. <laughs> the time is here. Can you tell I'm paying attention? The yes. time is here. Okay. Number eight, do you want to tell me? Hiding. Hiding. Number seven, stay. I'm gone. I said stay. <laughs> Joke, anyway. I'm gone. <clears throat> Let me just end this call now then. Bye. <laughs> All right. Number six, what was going through my head? Oh, no, that's not the way it is. Not the way. Number five, not the way it is. There's the one off. I didn't like the song the most. The it's going to be puns from here on out, I think. Yeah, probably. I mean, you could probably do it for the entire album if you really wanted to. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, wait. So, wait. You're, you're number five. Sorry, I'm writing things right down wrong. Your number five was... The most. Okay. Uh, so, number four, I said not the way it is, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm already confused. God, I'm so bad at this today. I'm not having a good day. So, okay, wait. My number six, yes. I'm gone. My number five, what was going through my head? Number, Regardless, above our heads, it's going to be correct because while I'm editing, yeah. I'm just going to fuck with myself. Yeah. We're loopy. We number are four, loopy. I said not the way it is. All the things I wasn't. There you go. All the things. That was one of the question marks I had. Okay. Number three, blind. What was going through my head? What? was okay number two but i guess we'll never know i i like the juxtaposition of that one uh do you want to tell me no okay and number one all the things i wasn't i knew that stay well, again, it's one of the quieter ones. It worked. And also, I'm, I was the most familiar with that one. And so, because of my comfort level, I guess I made it a bias a little bit. Um, I, with a lot of the, al- well, almost all of the albums that either I pick or I'm super familiar with, um, I obviously, you listen to an album more than three times and you have a song you gravitate to. So, I listen to this where I'm like, I already know which ones I like the most. Listen to it and went, yeah, I stand by it. I definitely stand by it. So. Well, that works for you then. 
Yeah. So that's where we rank the songs, and even though I messed with myself a little bit in the middle there, oops. <laughs> uh, but everything's correct above my head, though, because in editing I will have gone through and done everything properly. Thank you, me, future me. Yay, thank Probably you. literally in the next three hours, me, because <laughs> I edit these pretty quickly. But it's now time to rate the album, the, the the main attraction, the main course, the title feature, the marquee, whatever. You know what? Fuck it. Just transition now. Ah, there you are, the album rating screen. I missed you, but you are here again with an overstacked B tier and a bunch of other albums, too. And we have one more album to add today. And, of course, that's The Grapes of Wrath and this, the album Now and Again. I'll get it yeah. right correctly one time. <laughs> Woo! And then just dub that over every other time. Essentially, yeah. I mean, that's... I, although that's more work in editing and I don't really want to do that, so whatever, just deal with my failures. But anyways, yes, time to rate the record as so the title reads in our podcast here. And we have this album. We have to figure out where it's going. And if I'm not mistaken, last week I think I went first, so that means you can go first this time. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, uh, 72.08, which is uh, higher than I thought it was going to be. 72.08, repeating it so I can put it on the calculator. Okay, uh, cool. But it's, it's funny that you mentioned that, that it's like, oh, wow, higher than I anticipated because yeah. I, when I rated this record, I was like, okay, it, just after listening to it, it's like, C or a C plus if I'm feeling friendly. Yeah. This ended up at 71.25%. I B minus the album. Really? And I was was sitting there like, I I had the exact same reaction when I counted my scores. Like, (gasps) I was like, no, no, no. Like, let's go back over this again. No, 71.25, which brings our average to 71.66%. Oh my God. I did not. Oh my god, when you made a joke about, well, maybe we'll have another beat here, I was like, okay, mine's 72. And if you put yours even in like 68 and lower, then yeah. we're going to go C. Oh my lord, I had no idea. That's awesome. I didn't know if you would be the one putting it in the 60s or anything, but like, here we are, 71.66. That is a B minus tier album. Just waiting on Savannah to find the appropriate spot as she's going to. Tell me where to put it, but I do indeed have to shrink this fucking yes. B tier down again. Now, I know the position. Um, it is actually completely tied with Big Rack. The exact same score, 71.66. I, um, I can tell you mood-wise, I probably feel better about Big Rack, so I'm willing to, if you are too, I'm willing to put it between Big Rack and Daughters. Yes, Okay, that's fair by me then. Yeah, uh, I am okay with that. The fact that they got the same score as Big Rec is incredibly shocking to me, but pleasing nonetheless. Supposing so, huh? You know, I'll do this another time. I'm not going to shrink this down now. <laughs> I just waste time on the podcast. But yeah, there you go. That A B minus album. Dang. It just. God, the chili peppers just keep getting pushed down further and further. I'm more shocked that Daughters keeps getting pushed down further and further because yeah. I really like that album. <laughs> That, that was your Redux fault. for year three. Yeah, when season three of the podcast rolls around, we're, we're just going to redux all of season one. <laughs> Everything's yeah, different I now. did not sign up for that one. Yeah, we're just going to erase our schedule as it is now and just boom, season one, redux, do it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, another B-tier album, B-minus specifically. This whole season two of the show, if you want to call it that, has been like, 
vast majority B tier albums, oh <laughs> which Some isn't bad. I mean, B's are so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like we we had a string of like three B's in a row, then a B plus. We have a B minus now. I mean, we also had a D and an A. So hey, we're we're still kind of all over the place. Oh yeah, you know what? That spells bad. <laughs> Even though some of them were good. <laughs> But anyways, yes, that is the episode for today. So thank you very much for joining us on episode 28. We sure hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, you can always let us know by liking, subscribing, comment, rate, follow, uh, fun stuff, happy stuff on all over the YouTube and audio platforms, wherever you may be listening and or watching. Yes. Uh, do, do the positive things, especially uh, if you haven't been listening on Apple Podcasts, leave some reviews, hit the five-star button because those really help uh, kind of like bump our position up in the music commentary department. So please nice. do that. We want more people just like you to watch and listen to the show. Hell Yes need it but also you can let us know more of this like how much you love these episodes and stuff away from like youtube and the auto platforms because we are on social media as well you can follow us on facebook instagram and tiktok at rate the record podcast twitter on rate the at rate the record i should say and then finally gmail you want to send us some questions comments concerns uh we don't read the concerns or requests then by all means you can email us over at rate the record at gmail.com although for requests we do have that uh, document down in the description below yes. If you do have an album request and you want us to check out something, fill it out. Very brief. You don't. Your email is like the most personal thing, but even then, we don't use it for anything. So don't worry. It's like it's literally just there to help categorize like who's sending what, and that's about it. And so we can return and say, "Hey, we did your request. Like we should do for this one." Yes, we did. Peter dot the man at sixty nine dot com. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> So I didn't mean to read your email live on air. <laughs> oh crap! We're gonna have to we're gonna have to just completely clip that. I think. Yeah, he, he's a member of a porn site and used that as his email address. How weird! But yeah, and also if if you like how mature we are in this podcast and how well we give our opinions on things, you can always also support us through Kofi Kofi dot com slash rate the record financial way to support the show. Completely optional. Everything's still free. Don't you worry. It's oh, yeah. just there if you like us just that much more. And then yeah. we, and don't forget, we'll also like you just that much more if you donate oh. through Kofi. Yeah, it's like everyone else, you. It's right there. Incentivizing. You like us, we like you. Grain of salt, yeah. that'll be you. I mean, grain yeah. of salt higher than everyone else. Yeah, yeah, so you round it right back to the beginning. Exactly, you got to go full circle. So I guess we can end the podcast. But wait, just before we do, we usually give that one little hint, Ooh. tiny little uh, sneak preview what to expect next week. Although I kind of already hinted at that earlier in this podcast. But next week is a lot of fun because I chose the album. And we all know that I have the best taste on the show so far. Hey, the rating scales don't lie. We have a whole tier list. Bye. Okay, I'll, then I'll just describe the next show. The next episode without of Savannah here... <laughs> We have a three-piece band known for their alternative and progressive rock and metal stylings. They're a little zany, quite percussive, and this band sucks, if you catch my drift. Wink. I was going to say, oh, we can't do Rush again, but Rush doesn't suck. We can do Rush again whenever the hell we want, but no, unfortunately it's not, because they also, Rush doesn't do progressive metal, <laughs> so... Yeah, no, I can see it. It's more prog rock. It. But anyways, no, it's not Rush, but it is a three-piece band that takes after Rush quite a lot. Okay, I think I've said too much at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's kind but of But hey, out. you know what? It's fine, because if you're a fan of the band and you hear me say that they suck, 
I think you already know who the hell I'm talking about. That's a wink and a nudge to you, fans. Anyways, that's <laughs> next week. Uh, and so that means we're done for this week. So once again, thank you very much for watching. Until we see you next time, go listen to some awesome music like Grapes of Wrath, for example. And also, by the way, thanks for the request. Keep sending them in. We love doing them. It makes our jobs a lot easier so we don't have to figure out albums to do. Yes, thank you. So yeah, go listen to Grapes of Wrath. Why not? Good album. Uh, apparently, surprisingly decent album-ish, kind of. Anyways, go listen to it. Thank you very much for watching. Take care, friends. Bye-bye. <laughs>